Happy New Year, everyone, and welcome to the main stage. It's Monday Night Main Stage by then on the Main Event 365. I'm your host, Main Event Mike, uh, joined, as always, by our illustrious panel of headliners. Today on the West Coast, representing the Honolulu and Blue, it's Greg Rice. How are you, Greg? Doing beautiful today. Uh, Happy New Year's to everyone. You know, I am day two without a cigarette. I'm on my vape pen. Life is good. Lungs feeling better. I'm blessed. Big win, too. All right, brother. Keep it up. Also, for the first time on our headliner panel, a true headliner, Flaboom, Grove T, GT from And We Know Sports. Hey, GT, it's so great to have you on the show. Good to be here, my brother. And just like my other brother, happy Jumpman 23 to everybody. I hope this is a great year. Flaboomy don't. Right on. Victory Monday. And that means our producer, Mr. Russell Wayne, El Jefe, he's got a smile on his face on Monday because his boy, Jared Goff, lit it up against the Chicago Bears in a 41 to 10 victory. How are you feeling tonight, Russ? Oh, you know how I'm feeling, man. You know, Jared Goff played so well. They just, you know, they just let him take the last quarter off because we whooped that ass so bad. Right on. It is Monday night main stage here on the main event 365. It's also open mic night. We want you to chime in, step up to the mic, put your comment, put your question in. We'll kick it around our panel of headliners. Gentlemen, this is the main event. Every show is like a song and it's time now for verse number one brought to you by our new sponsor. Mount Holly Ski Lodge. We'd like to thank Mount Holly Ski Lodge for sponsoring the verse tonight. Time now for the verse, and we're going to talk about initial reactions, and we're going to start with Grove. GT, what's your initial reactions to this Detroit Lions beatdown of the Bears? Uh, it's, just a, it's just another day at the golfers. You know, I mean, <laughs> you know, this is how we do things here in Detroit. You know, I, I put guy. up a small little post, and I told him, I was like, this is straight business, Okay. It's going to be business Sunday night now. And it was business, man. I mean, we did our thing. The the, the offense was fluid. Uh, pressure is looking so pleasant for the Detroit Lions, you know. And uh, we were able to contain a mega superstar running quarterback. Got 105 in the first quarter and then ended up with 135. So, yeah. you know, yeah. adjustments, big kudos. I love it. Definitely an excellent tailback they have there in Chicago. Uh, <laughs> Russell Wayne, let me get your initial reactions on this beatdown. Just a, a quick synopsis of your feelings of this win. I mean, you hit the nail right on the head. It was a beatdown from beginning to end. They dominated the game on both sides of the ball. Let's go. I mean, that's about as that's about as straightforward as you can get right there, Michael. Right, and our, our West Coast stat master, Mr. Greg Rice, at Greg Rice 20. Greg, give me your initial reactions on this win. Just an absolute dominant performance. You know, uh, Justin Fields, 7 to 21. You have a 33% completion percentage. Um, th- this, I haven't seen such a dominant performance over the Bears since we had number nine under center. And, and kudos to Campbell. Jared Goff, you know, I've been kind of on the fence about you all year, man. And I just look at the overall performance you've given us. And I said before heading into this game that we would need to dominate the Bears to give me any sort of hope going into week 17 and our week 18, excuse me, into Lambeau. And, and that's exactly what we did. You know, we took yeah. care of business and, and we took care of it in just an obliterating fashion. That's exactly what you said. And I was thinking about that as the fourth quarter was coming into play. And I'm like, boy, Greg, Greg, what he asked for, we truck sticked him. That's for sure. So absolutely. Um, th- this game was full of stars, 41 to 10 lions uh, win the game. So we'll talk about the breakers and fakers. Now, who were the game breakers for you, Greg? And who was a faker? 
I mean, look, if, if you go over the PFF performance of the week, I mean, where do you start? DeAndre Swift, Jared Goff. I mean, look, I'll put it to you like this. On the defensive side, we had Will Harris and Amani Warrior with, with, with plus green uh, gradings. Uh, that should tell you something with how dominant this was. As you guys know, those guys have been kind of a liability all year. From top to bottom, you guys, other than the one Justin Fields run, which kudos to that young man. I, I do think Chicago has something special there. They need a lot of pieces. And um, as we were alluding to earlier, I look at this 22 Chicago Bears team a lot like our 21 Lions team. You know, a lot of holes. Where do you start? When, when it comes down to it, man, just dominating performances across the board. Um, I've seen some conflicting reports. Aiden Hutchinson, thank you for the bounce, bounce back game. We really needed that. I've been on your bumper, bumper all year about consistency. You came through when we needed it. Houston, what can you say? Man, we, we have – it went from, you know, about midway point of uh, earlier this season of we need Will Anderson to where I think we have a fine rotation on the edge. Just everything you wanted, everything you wanted, Aiden Hutchinson. Um, in terms of game fakers, I, I got to say, you guys, Jonah Jackson, th this last month has not been very good on the interior. Um, PFF has graded him rather poorly this last month. And um, against the Packers coming up, Kenny Clark and uh, uh, Devontae Wyatt, we're going to need a uh, better performance on the interior there. So if I got to go with game fakers, Jonah Jackson, we, we really need you stepping up in pro bowl form again. Okay. Aiden Hutchinson for a breaker and Jonah Jackson for a faker. Russ, what do you got? Who's a, who's a game breaker? Oh, my game breaker. I'm going to go with Brad Holmes, man. I wow. was watching this game and I'm just watching these guys that Brad Holmes drafted this year. Just Teeing off, you got James Houston, Aiden Hutchinson making plays, interceptions. Wow. Kirby Joseph making a play where he knocks the ball out of his hand at the last second. Uh, Josh Pascal with two sacks. Brad Holmes. Brad Holmes, brother. You're my breaker, dude. We see you, brother. We see you. And my game faker is going to be, I'm going to go a little off key here, but uh, the New York Jets. Crap in the bed on the offense and not taking care of business and giving us a clear path to the playoffs, man. You guys really crap the bed. You guys played yourself out of a playoff. So you're my, my game faker, New York Jets. I love it. Uh, GT from And We Know Sports. Who is a game breaker in this game and who was a faker for you? The breakers definitely golf to me. All right. He, he, he is playing pretty He's playing pretty pre perfect ball, y'all. And uh, they're starting to give him more and more props. He, he, he's throwing throwing the ball on time. They're all dimes. You know, uh, I am extremely pleased. And I love how he gives us the option to seek other things with these first four picks, you know, that we're going to have next year. You know, I think uh, they've become a, a six and a 17 or 18 or something like that in the first round now because of how sweet we're doing. You know, but, um, and hey, from experience, as a former wide receiver, the faker to me, Jamison Williams, y'all. Okay. Okay. I'm going to tell you, you got to use some of that shifty young man. Ain't no way you're supposed to go out of bounds on that reverse, baby. Your speed is way too clean, and you had a nice little hole to go. So I am loving not only how Ben Johnson is faking the funk, utilizing that young man every game to scare the entire NFL about his speed, you know. But I think he could have broke that one. So that's my only fake as far as the Lions' performance, really. 
You know, so yeah, that's a, I think that's a good call out. Uh, boy, is that kid fast? We were watching it in the Lions Den, and I haven't seen the Lions Den that excited. When he touched the ball, the whole room went electric, and we're all yelling, God, look how fast he is! Like, even when they showed the replay in slow mo, he looked fast. I mean, he yeah. was like shot out of a cannon. That yard, that run was 40 yards, by the way. Uh, it took 2.3 seconds or something to go 40 yards. Uh, just uh, amazing to me. And, and I, I think that's a good call out though, because he did kind of bail out a bit at the end of the run. He might've been able to break one more tackle and he was gone. So for me, uh, the game breaker has got to be James Houston. Talk about shot out of a cannon. Talk about, oh my gosh, how fast does someone look on, on, on the television? This guy, I mean, Justin Fields had no idea that guy was that fast coming at him. I mean, his stat line for, uh, for, uh, James Houston, three tackles, three sacks. We say this every week since this kid's got into the lineup. I mean, sacking is what he does. That is a game breaker by definition to me. For Faker, I'm going to go with Justin Fields. Because last time we played Chicago, I was right there with you guys thinking, boy, I'm scared of this guy for the next three years. I mean, the way he runs, I don't think he'll last more than three years. But the three years is going to scare me uh, the way this kid is. Well, yesterday, I don't see it that way. There were times when he had lots of time. Yes, he he got pressured a lot, but there were times when he had open receivers and he sailed the ball right over their head. There were times that he didn't he had guys wide open on the checkdown and he didn't take it. I feel a lot more better about the future for the Detroit Lions playing the Chicago Bears if they're going to stick with this kid cuz I don't believe he's going to make it as a pocket passer. Uh you know, he's incredible running the ball as from the quarterback position. Unfortunately, I I have no respect for the Chicago Bears organization the way they're leaving this kid out there to get slaughtered. CRG3, okay? This guy's not going to last at this pace. Um and, and I think that yesterday he blew some really good chances. His team came out and scored the first touchdown and he didn't answer the rest of the game in my opinion. He let the pressure get to him and uh yeah, Justin Fields is my faker in that one. Are we going to bring in Detroit Jesus? He, our Jesus turns water to blue Kool-Aid. <laughs> so glad you're with us. You caught That's us right. just in time to start talking about the golf fence. As, as our, our, our illustrious panel member, GT, said, it was just another day at the golf fence. Jesus, give me your, your take on this golf fence in this game against Chicago. What is there to say? We absolutely dominated him. Like the, yeah. the golf fence has been rolling. Like we're, I mean, it's a top five offense right now. I can't complain about shit. Rank number four, Jared Goff, 21 of 29, 255 yards, three touchdowns, 133 passer rating. He's won all of the skeptics over, I think. Anybody who's a Goff hater by this point just doesn't know football is what it seems like to me. <laughs> uh, if you want Lamar Jackson, I love Lamar Jackson. He's fantastic. He's amazing. We got our quarterback. That's the way I look at it. Is that how you look at it, uh, Melvin? Until he proves different, that, that's what yep. you got to go with. You know what I mean? He's Holmes' guy, so obviously until he absolutely shits to bed, that's our quarterback. So it's either rock sure. with him or find another team. Greg Rice, I want to hear your comments specifically about uh, the offensive coordinator, Ben Johnson. What did you think of the game he called? I think it was perfect. It was it was immaculate. You know, you know, I, I touched on this. I just brought it up earlier. We needed an absolute dominant performance, and that's what you got from this offense, man. Jared Goff, our running game, what over 250 yards rushing, just absolutely stepped all over the Bears. Um, I, I know if you're a Chicago fan, you got to look at this game and be like, wow, 
this has got to be a low point. You know, um, our offense has been rolling, keeps rolling. You know, we've had a few hiccups along the way, um, but that's to be expected. I don't mind, you know, putting up – well, I mean, I do, but I don't mind, you know, yeah, we got skunked by Belichick, one of the greatest defensive minds in NFL history. Yeah, we got stumped out by uh, Dan Quinn, another great defensive mind. But overall, you take the whole picture of everything he's done, he's accomplished this year, everything. He's essentially gave Goff one of his top three seasons he's ever performed. Um the, the Goffins is amazing. And, and like Mel was just touching on, until Goff proves he's in the guy, I am absolutely okay with Goff going forward. GT, what do you think? You're a Goff believer now? I am. I am definitely a Goff believer. Russ knows that he was on the short stick with me, you know, um, because I had a lot of hopes for him. I liked him coming out of college. I liked him at the Rams. I thought he got a huge shaft with the Rams organization. Yeah. However, when he came available to us for such a cheap price tag, oh, I was like, let's do it. And then he was fluky, fluky. And I was like, okay, this is the year. And then these first six, seven games, you know, I was a little ticked. However, looking back in retrospect, we were watching our team grow up before our eyes. Agreed. You know, just like kicking out that doggone baby eagle, you better fly. <laughs> um, and, and, and we started flying, you know. It's my quarterback, man. Just like my man said, the golf fence is looking beautiful. Swift is looking so strong. The healthier he gets, and that's also the key for our team and our success. Everybody getting healthy. Everybody is listening. Everybody's doing their jobs. You know, whenever yeah, we go fresh. outside of doing our jobs, we get into problems. You know, so we really needed that butt spanking against Carolina to put us on track. Packers fans, are, they in trouble, y'all. They in trouble, I'm going to tell you. Uh-oh. We're going to have one Woo. on here. <laughs> Woo. Well, uh, we're talking to a new topic we've got. It's called the AGD. That's the Aaron Glenn defense. Uh, they absolutely showed up uh, against the Bears. Uh, Melvin, tell me what you saw about the D. What stuck out? We talked about James Houston before you came in already. Um, but uh, tell me for you, what, what really stood out about that, that AGD? Obviously, like you said, James Houston, let's touch on that. But, you know, what stood out to me is the response from last week. You know, we actually got molly in the run game. And we come this, we come this week and, and we absolutely shut the run game down. And honestly, I kind of want to circle back to your breakers and fakers Actually, you know, that, that Chicago run offense is the faker because as soon as you put the clamps on Justin Fields and the defense doesn't have to guess who's running the f***ing ball, their running backs ain't doing shit. <laughs> Agreed. The Chicago running backs combined only had 68 yards rushing combined. Uh, Justin Fields with 132 yards while all the DBs have their back to him. So uh, totally, they, they did rush for 200 yards. But it was pretty meaningless quarterback running. That that I mean, totally. Justin Fields' stat line: seven of twenty-one for seventy-five yards. We'll take that all day. Um, so, Greg Rice, AGD. What do you what you see on this this uh, Aaron Glenn defense? Well, you know, just shutting down the run game. You know, um, look, I hate the Chicago Bears more than any other team in the NFL. Really? But I can't. Oh, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely hate. The, I look, we are we are now in the Super Bowl era. We are 54, 57 and one versus Chicago Bears, which is one of the most competitive, uh, not only division rivalries but rivalry in football in the Super Bowl era. So whenever we get a win and a statement win like we did against them, it always feels good to me. 
Um, that is a cherry pick stat in the Super Bowl era, but I don't care. I'm gonna, I, it's my story, I like and I'm going to tell it. Um, I, like <laughs> I, I am a huge, I'm a huge Khalil Herbert fan, and um, probably my second favorite running back in the league. And, and I've got to say this: we absolutely shut him down. And, and as Melvin touched on, we're not so worried about those RPOs. We put the clamps down. He looked very pedestrian, incredibly pedestrian. I was so proud of our Lions defense yesterday. Just our, our, our front four, in fact, our whole front seven, even our secondary. It was the type of performance that you look and you're like, that team is worthy of a playoff spot. While it's out of our hands, you know, um, I don't want to touch too much on the Green Bay thing yet, man. I think we got a hell of a game coming up, man. Mm -hmm. uh, you talk about two of the three hottest teams in the NFC uh, facing each other. And um, AG came through and in the realest way after putting up really what was one of the crappiest performances all season against Carolina. Right on. Uh, so we're sending it over to Russell Wayne. El Jefe, what do you got to say about this AGD? Hey, I love it, man. Last week was an indictment on both sides of the ball as far as the line of scrimmage goes. They got their faces kicked in. Uh, I mean, 132 yards before they, uh, the running back gets touched. That means that I could have ran for 132 yards against the Lions defense last week. And they stepped up. They turned it around. Both sides of the ball I wanted to give a compliment to as far as the offensive and defensive line for upping their game, getting physical, and dominating the line of scrimmage here. Good job for turning that uh, whole thing around. Right on. Hey, uh, Grove, GT, what do you got? Give me, give me some analysis on this defense. What did you see? I did not see what what what, what y'all saw. Uh, I saw an Aaron Glenn defense that pressured them to the point where they went away from the run. I saw Justin Fields get dinged up, get hit hard a couple mm -hmm. times, and he did not want to run as much anymore. Uh, and they was just trying to get back in the game, and they went away. I saw Herbert, who was also one of my favorite, my brother. I saw him running over us and carrying us, okay, for four, five, six yards. And then they just went away from it. I saw them doing a lot of stuff in the middle of the field. But again, I think our defense put them, and our offense put them in the position of coming back, and they are not a coming back team. You know, they can't put it in the air. You know, so kudos definitely to Aaron. Oh, but I got to say, man, I don't never smoke on the air, dude. You made me some fire for cigarette as far as comparing Lamar Jackson and golf. I love golf. But man, did you put me into a nice little daydream about, wow, what it would be like. Well, what it would be like to have Lamar Jackson in Detroit. He's such a threat with his legs and he is accurate. He ain't had yeah. no receivers. We got a bunch of receivers here, young. So, <clears throat> I mean, I'm loyal. I'm loyal to a fault, to my friends, to my family, to my sports team, all that kind of stuff. So I would not make a move to move golf. But, wow, I had never thought about it. Thank you. Yeah, there, there's, a lot of, there's a lot of Lions fans out there calling for Lamar to come to Detroit. And Lamar did put us on the short list of teams he would consider coming to. So it, it kind of tantalized everyone. But I think Goff has stepped in and said, no, this is my job, and, and you're not taking it. Uh, uh, it's time now for us to move on to our next segment. And it's a little segment we like to call the chorus. And that's when we're going to go to the comments, the open mic, where you've put in your questions and your comments. 
The chorus today brought to you by Remax Edge, the Quinn and Phaedra Bartlett team. Hashtag Mr. Bartlett sells houses. Be sure to call Quinn and Phaedra for all your real estate needs. They are your real estate professionals. Uh, let's read some of these comments now. It looks like uh, we got Dante Latham Jr. who says, uh, how can you not say James Houston? He dominated the game just as much as Goff. Uh, well, yeah, for sure. I mean, he was a dominant force, but only three tackles. We're talking about the QB, right? That's the man wearing the crown. Um, so a Facebook user says, it's going to be a great game, but we're going to win. And I'm just assuming that's not a Packer fan saying that. Uh, another Facebook user says, we beat them in the first game or we weren't actually playing very good. Yet I'll tend, I'll tend to the defense of both playing well. Whether Seattle wins or loses, I want to steamroll Green Bay. Go Lions. We are going to talk all about that Green Bay upcoming with the Green Bay Superfan who's coming on the show in the next segment. Bill the Packer fan can't wait to get that going. Uh, let's see here. Uh, Jeremy Balrick from Kneecap Biting with Smoking Jeremy B. He says his game breaker was James Houston. He agreed with me. And his game faker, the Bears O-line. Let's kick that around for a minute. Uh, that Bears O-line couldn't generate a run. They couldn't stop the pass rush. The Lions get seven sacks. They got rookies showing out all over the field against them. Uh, what was going on with that offensive line, Melvin, in Chicago? Are they just uh, trash? Do they need to rebuild there? It's absolutely just a garbage-ass O-line. I guess. Okay, so it wasn't really what RD did. It's who they were playing? It's a combination of both. You can't discount what we did, you know what I mean? But you can't deny the fact that Chicago's line is absolutely dog shit. Right on. That's from uh, Jeremy Balreg from Kneecap Biting with Smokey Jeremy. Thanks for the comment. Remember, folks, if you want to step up to the open mic night, you want to sing the chorus with us, put your comment, put your question in, and we'll kick it around the panel. And uh, StreamYard will send you an invitation. If you accept that invitation, we'll be able to see your name, and you won't have to be a uh, an anonymous Facebook user like the one that said, we broke Justin Fields in the first quarter. I think that's that's a pretty accurate assessment. From there, they couldn't really run the ball. They, they were playing catch-up all the way. Uh, one of the best quarters, one of the best halves of football I've seen the Lions play all year. And like Dan Campbell said in his uh, press conference today, just a great complimentary game. One of the reporters asked Dan Campbell, would you say this is the best you've seen your team play? He wouldn't go out on a limb and say that exactly. But it's, he, he highlighted the fact that it was complimentary football. You look at some of these games we played like Seattle. The offense was just rolling, but the defense couldn't stop anyone. So it was a great complimentary game, great uh, uh, team win against a division rival. Another Facebook user says, I love golf. Can't wait for the game this weekend. And I know that's right. I wish it was Sunday right now. Big update. The Lions and Green Bay Packers game did get flexed to the Sunday night 8.20 p.m. game. So finally, the Lions get a primetime game this year. I'm not sure how I feel about it. Russ Wayne, do you have any thoughts on this? Is this a good thing or not a good thing for the Lions to get flexed to a night game? Well, I mean, for the fan experience and from knowing whether you're even playing for a playoff chance, I mean, that part kind of stinks that, like, if Seattle just goes ahead and wins the game, that we have no shot to get into the playoffs going into yeah. the game. That part of it really sucks. But at the end of the day, you got to get this win in Lambeau or or else, you know, you're going to have the SOL fans coming out and saying, okay, you had a decent season, but you didn't get the win in Lambeau. So it's a big game either way to me. Wow. One of our, uh, one of our comments here during the chorus, one of our Facebook users says, uh, 
that the game's been moved to Sunday night football, and he thinks it's because, or he or she thinks it's because the NFL wants to see the Packers move on in the playoffs. So the fix is on, is what they're saying here. Aaron Rodgers makes for better viewers than the Geno Smith-led Seahawks. I'm definitely skeptical of a home field advantage from the Zebras. We've never seen that happen before, and I'm pretty sure he's being uh, tongue-in-cheek rhetorical with that. The money line for the Detroit versus Green Bay game today is Green Bay favored by four and a half points. Pay attention if it moves to two and a half by Friday. That's Jeremy pointing out that a lot of people might be loading up on the Lions uh, in Las Vegas. Another Facebook user says, Hutch being very disciplined and keeping contain on fields. Also interesting seeing the Lions run most of the game with a 4-2-5 defense. What a great call out that is because I noticed that too. The 4-2-5 look, they had the nickel corner in for a lot even in running situations they were playing a 4-2-5 and did anyone else see that it looked like Aiden Hutchinson was playing spy on Justin Fields GT did you see anything different defensively alignment wise you could you could definitely tell he was rush covering you know right he wasn't just rushing or just covering he was mixing it up you know he he felt like he was reading a little bit man I'm pretty stumped about the uh the, the fear of the Packers, you know, getting back to uh, one of the comments. Uh, the Packers are, yeah, they, they hot right now. They, they have beat a ridiculously sweet Bears team, a ridiculously sweet Rams team, a ridiculously sweet Dolphins team, and then a Vikings. Come on, man. Come on. You know, and yeah, I got a cousin that's real hot on Vegas runs everything, you know. Mm-mm. Yeah, Mm-mm. Uh, you know, the, you just you just mentioned teams that beat the Lions. Uh, they have won four in a row. The Green Bay Packers um, and the Lions have ever won you know six of eight, four of five. So it's going to be a hell of a clash in Lambeau for sure. Uh, let's round out. Let's get take one or two more comments, and then we'll uh, we'll get Bill the Packer fan in here for our next segment. Um, SOL is dead, someone says. If we handle the Packers regardless, it's a good season. I agree with that. I'd like to throw that around the panel. Greg Rice, if we beat the Packers and don't make the playoffs because Seattle beats Baker Mayfield and the Rams, is this still a good season? Is this still a successful Detroit Lions season? Absolutely. Um, You know, I was very hot-heated on last week's show about a disappointing loss to Carolina. Look, we're no longer in control of our own destiny. What we are in control of is making sure that the Packers don't get to the playoffs. And I know it sounds really kind of eh, but look, we have done this time and time again. You know, I really look at this game right here as important as our 2014 essentially division title game. Even though the Vikings have already got it locked up, I look at this as you want to change the culture You know, we've heard a lot of lip service and he's made great strides. Campbell, who I've been kind of up and down on all year. If you want to get SOL, just throw it out, throw it out of the way. You got to win in Lambeau. And, you know, uh, um, GT brought up, you know, some of the teams that that the Packers have steamrolled. Um, Granted, their their competition was kind of mad. They are hot, though, and and they got hot right at the right point. You know, Um, I I look at this game as such a, a telling just a, a, a telling like capsule of, of what we are about in terms of changing the culture and everything. You've got to beat the Packers in Lambeau. This is the same thing. The NFC West looks up to the 49ers. NFC East looks up to the Dallas Cowboys. You want to prove there's a change, go beat them. Go beat the staple team at their house. Right, right. As the great Muhammad Ali said, you want to be the man, you got to beat the man. Yes, and, sir. Uh, that's that's exactly what the Lions are up against this week. Uh, and we're going to bring in an expert in that field now. 
It's time now for the bridge. Where's that bridge? And this week, we welcome Bill the Packer fan into the lion's den on the main stage. We're going to talk about this epic showdown, week 18, Lambeau Field with everything on the line. Wow. Let's go. Do the Lions stand a chance or is it going to be another victory for Aaron Rodgers and his smirk? Our special guest today is Green Bay Packers super fan, Bill the Packer fan. Let's get him on. I don't see him. Is he here? What's going on? He's, right, he's on. right there. No, I don't see him. I'm it's probably a good he, thing. He's probably wearing green. I'm surprised <laughs> to see Melvin out running. Is he wearing green? <laughs> Let me yeah, guess. He's wearing green and he needs a shade. How you doing, Bill? You feeling pretty, pretty good, good after pretty good. that I'm win? Excited for, I'm excited <laughs> for Sunday, man. I'm excited for Sunday. It's going to be a hell of a game, bro. Well, if you missed it, Bill just said he's excited for the ass whooping the Packers are about to take. This uh, yeah, I think Melvin's tiptoeing around. I'm surprised to see Melvin out so late at night. <laughs> it is not past Melvin's bedtime, Bill. Not That's yet. not true. Ladies and gentlemen, to welcome to the main stage, Bill the Packer fan. And, Bill, we got some questions for you now as we get All ready right. for this Detroit Lions at Lambeau Field. Both teams come in at 8-8. Eight and eight. Um the Green Bay Packers with their 16th-ranked offense and 18th-ranked defense in the league against Detroit Lions, high-powered, fourth-ranked offense and 32nd-ranked defense. Um, <laughs> what do you expect to see out of this game? Uh, before we get some questions from the panel, I want to hear your first synopsis. What are you looking for in this game? Well, first, I didn't realize that your defense was 32nd. So that means it's worse than Minnesota's side. I don't know. No, man. we moved to 30th, didn't we? I'm pretty sure we moved to 30th. <laughs> no, it's like we moved Minnesota up two took spots, that 32nd man. spot. <laughs> I, I checked ESPN 10 minutes before we went on, and we were ranked 32 on ESPN. Wow. Yeah, that's terrible, man. I hope our uh, offense starts clicking because this is the opportunity. I didn't realize your defense was that bad. That's well, crazy. if you if you watch the game last Sunday, they aren't that bad. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, that was hey. against the Bears, though. Come on, everyone picks on the Bears. No, the last 10 <laughs> weeks, the, the Lions defense has given up 20 points a game. So, I mean, it's, it's – Right, in the last five weeks, the Packers defense has gotten a lot stronger and better, too. They're once that, once that defense violent. ranking is – is it, once your defense is just so bad for so long in a season, you know, yeah. it, you're, it's hard to get out of those the rankings, you know, like even if you put on that good run. Right. The first four weeks of the season – threw off the curve because the defense was historically bad. Right. It's a great point, Melvin. Uh, yeah, it's going to be a great game. Uh, Greg, we're going to start with you out on the West Coast there, buddy. Um, I want you to give, give, a, give a good salient question for our guest, Bill the Packer fan, today. West Coast What's up, Bill? Glad to have you on here, man. Uh, I mean, I'm just going to cut straight to the point, man. This game, has, this game is obviously do or die for both of our teams. Your game is a little bit more in your hands than it is in ours. Um, obviously, you guys aren't predicated on Seattle losing. I mean, I just got to come out and ask you point blank, man. How important, regardless of, of how you do, how important is it for this team to get to the playoffs? And if you guys lose this Sunday to the Detroit Lions, would you consider this season a complete and utter failure? Okay, well, I'll answer, I'll answer the if we lose part first. If I don't consider the season to be a failure because of these two rookies, Dobbs and Watson, this was a development season. 
So yeah. like I was saying before the season even started during the offseason, like our first half of the season isn't going to look too good. It's yeah. going to take all these new components time to gel. You know okay. what I'm saying? But that's yeah. it. We're going to lose. We're not going to lose. You know what I mean? <laughs> so, so like I said, when we win Sunday, yeah. my, we're obviously everyone can sit here and say, yeah, we're going to the Super Bowl. We're, none of us are going to the Super Bowl at NFC North. None of us are yeah. capable of going that far. But what my one hope is to go ahead and beat you guys and then meet Vikings in the playoffs, kick them out, and then we could choke and I'll have a good season. <laughs> Just, I want to be the like person it. to sit Minnesota on the bench, on the couch. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I have to say this. Like, this, that is such a Packer fan answer. <laughs> what do you want me to say? What do you want me to say? We're going to the Super Bowl. We're going to win. Make the playoffs. If the Packers don't make the playoffs, that is 100% a fucking failure of a season. There's no such thing. No. There's no such thing as a development season with a 38-year-old fucking quarterback. You are a yeah, but, yeah, but when you all you when all your main weapons are all fucking rookies, what do you think's going to happen? That's what, fine. Like, the season's so, still you, I mean, he's, now take take Justin Jefferson out of the, the equation. What other wide receiver? I mean, it's one out of 10 that's going to be able to be an impact on day 1. Like Bla- hey, out of 10. you blame blame your your staff for trading away fucking Devontae Adams. No, no I blame Aaron Rodgers for not doing all the preseason workouts with his team like every other quarterback did. Look at That's, Justin Fields, what he did during the offseason. Boom, he was there with Mooney, you know, before practice has even started out in a in a field playing catch. That's what Rodgers should have did. See, Rodgers lacks the leadership. He wants to say he has it, but he don't. You know, if he would have been out there, this could have been. I can agree with that, too. But at the same time, if you don't make the playoffs, you can't say this season's not a failure. It absolutely is. No, I don't say it's a failure at all. I don't think so at all. No. I I think the development of uh, Watson was definitely crucial, bro. Look at my face, Bill. Bill, I'd like to introduce you to the one and only from And We Know Sports, Mr. Grove Teague. GT, let's have a question for Bill the Packer fan. How you doing, Bill? How's pretty good, pretty good, pretty good, man. Pretty man, good. Man, I'm 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 praying on that pitiful package technology that you got out there, my brother. Yeah. <laughs> no, I it's do. actually actually I got a new webcam and I don't. It's not really working too well. I got to set something. <laughs> I know, dude. This technology is getting me too, man. Man, <laughs> it it seems to me that your defense is definitely improving. I really I right. really love Zaire, man. He's one of my favorite in the whole league. Right. Uh, but since you haven't faced an offense as versatile as this Lions offense since probably Dallas, okay. you know, how, how do you guys contain what the offense is actually bringing to the table? Well, for one, though, if you follow the Packers defense the last few weeks, we've been actually doing pretty well in something we haven't done in years, and that's stopping the run. So, like what we did yesterday, you guys or the Vikings tried to pound the ball on us. So we stopped that and we forced him to throw. And then we let, instead of playing zone like we did the first time with, you know, with the Vikings, we let him play man. And look what happened. You know what I'm saying? Now we have a little bit more faith in Jared Alexander, too. So I think from here on out, Joe Barry might be more open to sending him to follow the number one receiver on every opposing team. Now that he's kind of like proved himself and stepped up a little bit, because he talked a lot of smack before the game, you know, and I was even like, man, he's really made, he's really beefing this up. This could end, you know, bad. Yeah, but he back. He he talked talk and walked the walk. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. So, yes, sir. We just don't. Yeah. We just we got too many number ones. 
Right. <laughs> you know, that's that's the problem. Well, that's I where think. Savage and Amos and everybody's going to have to pitch in and start covering, you know, start covering people all over the field. So, yeah, we have a three headed tight end not named TJ Hawkinson. <laughs> <laughs> that was Russell Wayne, one. give me your question for Bill the Packer fan. <sighs> Oh my gosh, man! This is a an epic matchup that we're. I mean, and, and this is a much bigger game for the Detroit Lions than it is for the, the the Packers. Any way you slice it, even if you guys are going into the playoffs, because you guys are used to going to the playoffs year after year after year, we are not used to playing meaningful games this late. So, in your opinion, how big is this game for the Green Bay Packers? I think it's pretty big because right now our record is out of the last 30 years. We went to the playoffs 26 times. So I'd like to keep that record going, you know? So, but it means a lot to us because I want to see, you know, this is the same scenario that happened in 2010. Yeah. You know, I don't know if anyone noticed and caught any of the media, but Rogers cut his hair to the same haircut as in 2010. Nice. Yeah. So he's like, they're like totally reliving this. So we'll see. I mean, I mean, this season means a lot to me, man. I mean, like a lot, Melvin disagrees, but I mean, even if we don't win, you have to have, you know, like, I don't know, you got, you got to get your, your team to gel Watson, Rogers. Yeah. So, I mean, at least this season was, I mean, we got to see who's a scrub and who's not, you know, yeah. we showed Watson is actually pretty good when he's not injured. Dobbs is yeah. halfway decent when he's not injured. I'm not, you yeah. know, by next season, they're going to be rocking and rolling. It's going to be deadly. Yes, you know? sir. I'm just wondering what we're going to do with defensive <laughs> coordinator because he, he fluked off the first beginning of the season, you yeah. know? So yeah. now he's starting to pick it up. So we'll see. We'll see where it lands. All right. Now, uh, last question for you, Bill, is from me. And uh, sure. I want to ask you, about a month ago, I saw you post in Detroit Lions group, or maybe it was in NFC North, the huddle, Yeah. that you should bench Aaron Rodgers and let Jordan Love play out the rest of the season. If we were eliminated. Once once you were eliminated, you. Yeah. But, but then you guys went on a roll. Now yeah. you guys are playing. So my question to you, I mean, is that really, I mean, you $50 million, do you, are you going to well, double down on well, that statement now that even if they would have been eliminated, you should have put Jordan Love in? If, no, if they had been, would you well, double no, down on that? Well, when I made that statement, that was before our GM said a week ago, if they could have even been two weeks ago, that he is retaining Jordan Love. He is going to stay a Packer. If they got to pay him, they're going to pay him or whatever. But nice. I was thinking more or less, we need to, I, me as a fan, I wanted to see what Jordan Love had. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? If there was three games left, I want to see him start those three because every time he starts a game, the first half he looks nervous. So I wanted to see him consecutively in a row. And for number yeah. two, the other reason why is there's game film on him to maybe potentially trade him for something, yeah. trade him for a player or a spot because there's really no game film on him but a couple of games. So, so that was if the, the, the Packers would have been eliminated, you were advocating yeah. to put Jordan yeah. Love in for the rest yeah. of the season. Yeah, maybe play um, Rodgers for one quarter and then Love take over and finish it out, you know. Do you think Rodgers will be back next year? Oh, yeah, for sure, yep. With all that money, it seems like, yep. a, you know, for foregone conclusion. I mean, I mean $50 million is a lot of money to leave sitting on the table. For sure. So, you know what I mean? No, no matter how rich you are, that's a lot of money to leave sitting on a table. Yeah. But I think yes, the San Francisco 49ers could take that contract and win a Super Bowl with him. Yeah, but they don't have no first-round draft picks for like a year or two. So they don't really have much to offer. That's the thing. You got to have the you got to have some kind of draft or some kind of draft capital or a player to trade us, and you got to have the cap to pay the guy. 
Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's going to be, I mean, there is a lot of, t- people say there ain't no one out there that'll do it. Believe me, half them teams will be more than happy to do it. It's leaving a party. Look at, he's over there laughing. I can't <laughs> wait for Sunday, man. It's going to be a great game, man. A lot. I, I know. Too. So, you know, these guys are going to play with their heart too. That's what's great. Oh, absolutely. Uh, yeah. It's going to be a spanking. You yeah. see, that's the difference between the Packers and the Lions is, you know, Dan Campbell has this team. They're going to play with heart regardless of the game. You guys are waiting to the last game of the season to play with heart. You know what I'm saying? So. Yeah, I would, I, would, <laughs> I, I would expect the typical Lion fan to say that, but yeah. So whatever. The, flexing, the flexing gives us the, un, the understanding of where do we yeah. put our the fear into y'all. Do we put it into letting you know? It's going to take more than one. It's going to take more than one game. And we go into you know. the playoffs. Or do we spoil it for y'all? Yeah. Either way, it's good news for us because it'll let us know how to go into it. I yeah. love the flex. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We're about to surprise everybody. <coughs> I hope so. Well, I got to be honest here. Um, as, as far as homers go, um, you know, I, I, I try not to be one, but uh, this Lions team's really got me swept up in the euphoria. But Aaron Rodgers has pulled my heart out so many times in my life. Yes, sir that uh, I have PTSOL, uh, post-traumatic, yeah. same old lions. And uh, <laughs> part of that, part of that is Aaron Rodgers is the boogeyman. Okay. And the fact that we need uh, to beat Aaron Rodgers in Lambeau field to make a playoff. I mean, yeah, right. Hey, Russell, can you do a poll? Can we get a poll? Will Melvin break his phone when he loses? <laughs> we are in Rodgers' head, too. I'm telling you. On, Don't man. do you it, need Melvin. That about Packer uh, fans, bro. Like, oh, man. Lions we, fans is used to disappointment. Let's, let's yeah. talk about y'all. Dude, after this, Melvin, after this season, we're used to some disappointment, buddy. Oh, you just, ain't man. seen shit yet to be used to disappointment. What did you say? You were talking to Lions Greg, fans We're going to step back. Let these guys go. It's time to get back to the course now. Brought to you by Remax Edge, the Quinn and Phaedra Bartlett team. Your real estate professionals. Hashtag Mr. Bartlett sells houses. I Gosh, I love that. You do that so good. Yeah, uh, right. You should yeah. be an auctioneer, bro. <laughs> so we got one Facebook user that says uh, Rogers needed a haircut. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I uh, got another Facebook user. See, uh, uh, if they uncap Williams, who does Ale- Alexander follow? Is it Shark? Uh, is it Sun God? Uh, we got I'm on Rod. Do they stop the Ron? Yeah, yeah. You got a lot of people to cover. We got a lot of weapons there in Detroit. We I agree with follow. that. And if you check our, the speed and the accuracy of our DBs, it's they're pretty. <laughs> Yeah. Hey, hey. La- hey, like I always say on the Packers show to other fans, laugh now, but cry later. That's yeah, right. well, here That's we right. go. Rogers disrespected Detroit when he told the reporter that we were not an over 500 <laughs> team or, or some with some dumb <laughs> smirk on his face. I saw that, but he didn't say anything that wasn't true. I'm not gonna I'm not I'm not gonna fault the guy for smack talk. It's what I mean, yeah. here we are. <laughs> let's let's see Rogers let's see who's a, better. Rogers is a media troll. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he lives for that shit, dude. The off season, he lives for that shit, dude. Yeah. We thought you were one game away, and and you guys did. You guys come up like the boogeyman and stuff like that. But I mean, yes, this sir. is a different Lions team. I really do feel. Yeah, no, I that believe this... that too. I believe that too. I think so, it's 50-50 going into this game. If you don't pack a lunch, we're gonna eat your lunch. So, yeah. 
I mean, it's going to be a good oh, game, in my with, opinion, we right come there. with a food truck and catering. <laughs> so. How are we going to eat their lunch? Well, I mean, it is at Lambo. You guys catering, right? Yeah. <laughs> you guys are going to end up with peanuts and granola bars. We're going to get like the crab legs. Man, <laughs> the peanuts and granola bars are for the elephant in the room, and the elephant looks just like Aaron Rodgers. Eat all the nuts you want. <laughs> it's going to be a good game, though, man. I'm super excited to see this. At least yeah. they like it so everybody can watch you guys lose. I mean, watch us play. <laughs> I heard that. All right, we're going to give another try here to Mike. Hey, Mike, are you feeling pretty good in there? We're having. I, I'm fine, man. I, I am definitely here. What we were talking about, though, you know, Jeremy Ballright here in the comments made a good comment that Aaron said he couldn't believe that he lost to that team. Uh, that's pretty insulting. And I think, you know, professional football players take that stuff hard. And I think the Lions are going to come out with a chip on their shoulder uh, for this game. Uh, another comment says, outdoor venue, we got this. Welcome, Dome team. So that must be a Packer fan in our yeah, comments. Yeah, infiltrated our, our comments there. Uh, I mean, there's plenty of comments in there. We appreciate all the comments. I mean, we're sorry that we can't get to all of them. Uh, yep. And that's actually a good thing. So we appreciate the support on the show and, hey, yeah, and everything. So. Dome team real quick. Yeah. Go ahead, Dome. So, so what was it when we played the Jets? Was it like 30 degrees or something like that? Yeah. Well, I, be I believe what she was, I believe what Mary was referring to was what happened to JJ. He's saying that because it wasn't, you know, that special indoor grass. All right, well, then. We're still going to whoop your ass outside, period. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Melvin, just whatever you do, don't bet your house, buddy. Don't bet your house, buddy. Uh, we're going to talk about what's the most intriguing matchup from Bill the Packer fan in the Lions Packer game. What's the most intriguing matchup? Uh, honestly, anyone who Jared Alexander follows. I'm going to be watching that I like, it. I like watching him play man coverage, and I'm hoping Joe Barry sticks with the same game plan as last week. I want to yes, see sir. him on St. Brown. That's who I want to see. That's I think right. our other Careful what you wish for. Russell Wayne, what's what's your most intriguing matchup? I mean, it, it's it, it's right there because I know that the Packers have some very good cornerbacks. It's how do your cornerbacks ma ma match up against our awesome wide receivers? It's a strength versus strength type of thing. Um, frankly, I don't think that you have three cornerbacks that can match up against our top three guys. I think you do have good cornerbacks, but they're not better than our wide receivers. Greg Rice, what do you see as the most intriguing matchup? I think our interior uh, O-line versus their interior D-line. You know, Devontae Wyatt has, has really kind of, after me talking crap about him all year, uh, has really emerged these last uh, three, four weeks since the Packers have gone on this run. Him and my, my boy Kenny Clark, shout out. X Bruin, gotta love it. Um, I think it's gonna be a huge X factor for our offensive line to get movement up front to get uh Jamal Williams and DeAndre Swift some some looks on and on the inside as well as pass protection. You know, um, there are no slouches along that uh, uh defensive line the Packers have. Um, I know I know they're without uh Rashawn Gary, uh, one of Melvin's favorite players, but um, you know, I, I think that's gonna. I think it's really what it's going to come down to is our offensive line versus the front seven and us being able to manipulate that. If we can't manipulate that, you guys, I think it's going to be a long day at Lambeau. GT from And We Know Sports, what do you see as the most intriguing matchup in this game? Well, by my last name being Teague, I usually say that I'm intrigued about something. <laughs> <laughs> you know, yes. So the, the one thing that's that intriguing. Really my interest and my concern, we were talking about Herbert earlier as far as one of the unsung running backs in the NFL. I yeah. have always loved Aaron Jones, man. And 
I'm looking forward to the way that we contain their running game. I believe that that has been the strength of the Packers this year. You got all the hoopla and all the history of what Rodgers has done, that all the focus has been that way. Man, you know, Aline, Pascal, Kaminsky, these yep. big brothers need to go ahead and step up in this game. That is the most intriguing part to me, you know, because we're going to put up 30, 40 points. I'm not even worried, <laughs> you know. I just don't want them to put up 31 or 41. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Well, most intriguing matchup for me is getting pressure on Aaron Rodgers. Last time we played him, we picked him off three times. Um, if we can get pressure on Aaron Rodgers, make it uncomfortable for him. That's going to be key to the game for us. Um, the, the the advanced weather report says it's going to be cloudy and 30 degrees in Lambeau that day. Uh, they're not expecting slippery conditions. Um, I really, I, I really hope that stays the case because, um, you know, the the slippery conditions always tend to favor the offense rather than the defense. And our defense needs all the help it can get. So I hope the conditions aren't slippery. Uh, but I do see getting pressure on Rodgers as the most intriguing matchup. So that would be our defensive line against their offensive line. Uh, moving on, we're going to talk about keys to winning. And we're going to start in reverse order. And we'll start with GT. What are the Detroit Lions keys to winning this game? I'm not worried about the pressure on Rodgers. I think it's stopping the run. And just go ahead, business as usual, in the golfers. There you go. That's the keys to winning. That's a good call out. Russell Wayne, what are your keys to winning in this game? It's controlling the line of scrimmage like it is in every game. Our strength is our offensive line. It is winning the battle in the trenches and giving our running backs room to operate and uh, and, and allowing offense to uh, open up the middle of that field so we can continue to throw to Amon Ra and all these tight ends not named TJ Hawkinson. One thing's for sure is the receiving core of the Green Bay Packers has matured a lot since we played yes. them last. Christian yeah. Watson's really come into his own. Romeo Dobbs is healthy now. Um, Alan Lazard, uh, one of our Facebook users, said we got to contain Lazard. I don't know about that one so much, but uh, Melvin G, what do you see as a keys to winning for Detroit Lions? Uh, turnovers, turnovers, turnovers. Good call. Yes, like the, the 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 key to beating the Packers, regardless of how they're playing this year versus other years, has always been you have to shorten the amount of possessions that team gets. Like so, when they get possessions, try to get you got to get it out of their hands, like as fast as possible. Don't give them those opportunities to score. And, and plus, you know those turnovers that puts Rogers in it. Like he he gets pissy, he gets in that pissy yeah. little headspace, and it just snowballs. Right. That's a side effect of the DMT. Uh, <laughs> Greg Rice. Yeah. Give me your keys to winning in this game. Uh, you know, like like you just touched on, uh, Mike, a little bit. I, I really do think it is containing these young receivers, man. Um, obviously, as, as uh, GT was touching on, you know, obviously we got to shut down that run game. I, I think the big thing, a huge X factor here, though, you guys, is our corners, Jerry Jacobs and Jeff Okuda, shutting down or at least containing Dobbs and Watson. If these guys get loose and have big days, we're going to have a long day in Lambo, you guys. If they can do their job, get their assignment – containing these guys and essentially force the Packers to keep running the ball. And we do a decent job of containing the run. I, I think we have a decent chance at winning this game. I, I, I think that's a great call out and Aaron Rodgers, You got to give him credit. 
one of the most accurate passers of all time. He throws into tight windows as good or better than anybody not named Tom Brady for sure. Um, and like you just touched on there, Greg, we're going to have to stick with him, stick with him tight. But even then, Aaron Rodgers seems to be able to find uh, just put it in the right spot. And when we played him last time, we commented how there was something missing. Something was a little off. A little, each pass was a little too short. You know, every, the timing was just a yeah. little off. Well, they seem to have corrected that. So it's definitely a good call out that our corners are going to be on notice to uh, have this game in the balance and it's going to rest on their shoulders. Right. Bill, the Packer fan. Yeah. Now, I think, I think what are your keys to winning against the Lions? I think the keys are is spreading the ball around on the offense. We had five different players get a touchdown last week. And as far as on the defense, we need them takeaways. We got 12 takeaways in the last four games. And, wow. I'm, and, I, and I'm hoping to continue that on with this Sunday. Nice. And that goes right to what Melvin said, uh, our keys to winning turnovers, right? Yeah. Um, us not turning the ball over and, uh, and getting turnovers on the other side of the ball. Right. Uh, well, that's a great call out, Bill. Hey, Bill, we want you to know we really appreciate you coming on the show. Sure. We're going we're gonna to make our predictions now um, because we're entering the final phase of our song, and this is the outro brought to you by Toolology at the Machine Shop, January 27th in Flint, Michigan, the land's number one tool tribute with special guest the 99, January 27th, the Machine Shop, the world-famous Machine Shop. This is the outro where we make our predictions. Bill, we're going to get your prediction before we let you go. Give me a score and a winner in this game. Packers 28, Lions 14. And I'm going to leave Two touchdown that. lead. All right. Yep. All right, Bill. Well, thanks again so much yep. for being on the show. 16 right, weeks of the year, you're our buddy, but this week right. you're not. <laughs> All right, <laughs> you, guys, you guys have a good night, man. All okay. right. Thanks so much again, Bill. Yep. All right. So, Melvin G., we're going to start with you. Let me hear your prediction on this game. All right. So, I think they're coming up. They're coming up pump. Like these these guys are coming in, and I think they're gonna be jacked to the fucking nuts. And uh, I don't think it's gonna be like I'm not. I don't think it's gonna be the great game that everybody thinks it's gonna be. I think Thank the Lions you. are gonna handily uh, take care of the Packers, and I'm gonna say thirty to sixteen. You tripping? Thirty to sixteen. I like Damn. it, Melvin. 16. I like it. All right. <laughs> All right, we're taking over to Greg Rice now. Greg, give me your prediction for this game. You know, you guys, um, <laughs> I, I, I'm just going to 100% buy in that this is a culture change. Uh, we beat uh, we beat the Packers in Lambeau, something we haven't said much in our lifetimes. We beat the Packers in Lambeau 24-21 uh, to 21 in a closely contested contest. Russell Wayne, let's hear your prediction. Well, I'm not quite as confident as uh, Melvin G on this, but I do think that we are going to win this game. I, I, I think that it's going to be a very closely contested contest, and uh, and they always love to hang around at the end of the game. I think we're going to get out to a lead, and we're going to protect that lead. They're going to try to get back, and they're not going to get. It. I say we win the game, 31-30. 31-30, same score we beat the Bears in Week Ten. And our very special guest for Man We Know Sports, GT Grove. What do you like? Give me a winner and a score. Yeah, I, I'm concerned about that heavy breathing on Greg. You know, like, man, I feel I'm right where Melvin is, y'all. Okay, let's put it like this. Earlier this year, 
when we were not healthy and we were not clicking, we won 15 to nine. Just double that. 30 to 18. All right. The Lions win. It's not really going to be close. You know, I, I, uh, I don't, I don't see Rogers getting loose or getting comfortable because of our pressure. And that's going to help our DBs. My only concern is stopping the run. And as long as those cats that I mentioned earlier are healthy, Lions 30, Packers 18. All right. Well, you guys aren't going to like my take. I predicted at the beginning of the year the Lions would lose this game, and I'm going to double down on that. Uh, I think Bill called out a pretty good score. I think the Packers win 28-14. Uh, and the Lions missed the playoffs. That's just my prediction. I hope I'm wrong. And the good news is I'm wrong a lot. So hopefully that trend continues. Um, we do have a very special guest in the waiting room, it looks like. Is that right, Russ? Or is he's on the show now, isn't he? Ladies and gentlemen, from the great state of Nebraska, it is Lloyd Miller, super fan for the Detroit Lions, and he was the winner of our first jersey giveaway. There it is right there. He's sporting that Aiden Hutchinson jersey, uh, courtesy of the main event 365, uh, to commemorate our affiliate marketing partnership with NFLshop.com, and we get, we drew his name out of a hat, and he won the Aiden Hutchinson jersey. Lloyd, thanks so much for being on the show, and thanks for supporting the main event. Hey, uh, first off, I want to say thanks for letting me have the opportunity to get this jersey, man. It's great. I love it. All right. Ryan, go away, bro. That's right. So I'm interested. I'm, I'm intrigued. I'm in, I'm intrigued. Uh, tell me, <laughs> why are you a Lions fan in Nebraska? <laughs> Man, I was born and raised in Michigan, spent my first 40 years there. Uh, that's all, right. all the only thing I ever liked was Lions. I mean, watching my grandma on Thanksgiving, watching them play, watch football on TV, it was great, man. All right. All so you, what part of Michigan are you from? Uh, Perry area. Just oh, yeah, no, right where that is. All right. Between Flint and Lansing, right on. Yeah. So uh, thanks again for coming on the show, and thanks for entering a contest. We want to re remind all of our viewers out there, we're doing it again. We are giving another jersey away again on January the 8th. Uh, prior to the Packer game, it's been flexed to an 820 start now. So we're going to give that uh, jersey away. Hey, Russ, tell them how they can enter that contest. Well, it's very, very simple. We apologize for how difficult it was the first time. Now it's as simple as either going to the main event, 365, that's main event, no the. It's not like the Ohio State Buckeyes. Main event, 365.info, or you can go to mattpatriciastupidface.com. Either one of them will take you to the place where you can win an NFL jersey. Right on. So, Lloyd, thanks for being on the show. Real quick from you, uh, what do you see going into Green Bay? Lions going to win this game? And if so, give me a score. Uh, you know, I hope so. We've been doing really good. So, I think we got a pretty good chance. I'm going to say 31-24 uh, Lions. 31-24 Lions. And you heard it right there from Lloyd Miller in Nebraska. Thank you so much, Lloyd, for being on the show. We want to thank all of our headliners on the panel. Uh, we got a lot of comments, Russ. Can we do an encore for this show? Oh, I'm sure that we can and right it, here. And apparently he's got the luck since he's winning jerseys. So that means him saying that the Lions are going to win, we're going to win. There we go. It's time now for the encore, brought to you by MattPatriciaStupidFace.com. One more song. One more song. It's not uh, one Facebook user says it's not the same old lions. Bring on the pussycats. That must be Ooh, a, a, a Packer cheese fan. Head. Yeah, that cheese head right there. That's all right. Fan hard. 
Uh, mm-hmm. This team is going to do what TCU did to Michigan. <laughs> Love it. Oh, wow. Right on. Oh, me. Right. So right. we got. Uh, right. You probably have the same officiating. So, look, there's a comment That's that came up, you guys. And, and, and if you don't mind me addressing this. Go ahead, uh, Greg. Sorry, but playing the refs is a dumb statement. And, and look, I'm going to put it to you like this. So, look, we've had some really suspect calls over the years with the Packers. That is why it is even more important for our Lions to not just win, but have a dominant win. I don't want to leave it in the hands of a player or two that just changed the entire dynamic of the game. Lions, just go out there, kick ass, show these Packers what time it is. You know that it is truly a changing of the guard. Because if we do not get this win, the SOL is going to come out in full effect. And, and, you know, it's just the way it is. So I agree with you on the, on the play and the rest is a dumb statement. Let's go out there dominate. Right on. I love that take right there. And here's one that I want to address right here. It says, y'all talk about your offense, but you don't talk about your lousy defense. So let's let's bring up some straight facts right here, uh, Facebook user. Yeah, we started out one and six. Defensive performance was so bad in the first seven games that it, it skews the entire seasons. But if you're looking at this defense from the bye week on, you're looking at a completely different defense. So it's not as lousy as I think that this Facebook user would think that it is. And I'm going to double down on that because it's like I said earlier, Mr. Facebook user, who probably sounds like John Dorn. The yes, last sir. nine weeks, the defense has given up 20 points a game. You can check and verify that and get back to me later. <laughs> Get him, Melvin. My quarterback. <laughs> they are who we thought they were. <laughs> Did we, and lose my... we have never hit 30 points eight times in a dog on seat. And isn't that something, G, when we're talking about this offense like coming out of a Stafford era where we're talking yeah. about a top graded offense like this? Um yes, I, I really love the build of this team right now. I mean, and if you don't, it's like, you can't, you're not really paying attention. Too many you know? weapons. Too many, so many, many weapons and young on rookie contracts, dude, we're going to be good for 10 years. And you can bet that Dorn. What, what are you going to do when Rogers retires? Oh, <laughs> Jordan love era is starting. We can't wait. Yay. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, well, this has been an incredibly awesome show. It is the final week, but we still keep running here at the main event, 365. It's 365 for a reason, because 365 days a year, we're bringing you Lions content and analysis. The NFL has built a year-long model, and we are tagging along for the ride. Thanks to everyone on our headliner panel, Melvin G., Detroit Jesus, the West Coast Statmaster, Greg Rice, from Ann We Know Sports, our very distinguished guest, GT, El Jefe, the Swami, the producer, Russell Wayne, and Lloyd Miller in Nebraska for winning that jersey. I'm main event, Mike. Take care. God bless each and every one of you. Peace out. Later. One pride.